Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome back to another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. Uh, listen, count me shocked because I got a call from Rob uh, yesterday saying, when are we doing the podcast again? Honestly, I didn't expect to hear from you until like June. June. Come on, June. First of June. all, there's there's no off season here. I just got done hosting <laughs> a Sirius XM Radio show. We talked predominantly about football, although we did mention that the Big Ten released uh, the schedule for uh, matchups, right? Yes, the matchups of who will play twice, who will play once, and where. Uh, that seems very early. I thought last year that was revealed in the fall, but it's funny that they put that out now because with the portal, who knows? You know, the NBA draft deadline is not till the first of June, and you've got the portal open until the mid-May, so it that doesn't really mean much to anybody right now. Um, but I will say this about the transfer portal. Yeah, this has given college hoops. Now, there's there's negatives of this. You're as gonna well. steal. Hey, attribute this to Mike DeCourcy, who wrote this story today. You're stealing it from DeCourcy. Oh, I didn't realize. I haven't read the story. But I know where you're going with this. Well, it just it gives it. It's given life to college hoops post final four it used to be idiots like you would write the top 25 too early immediately upon the final fours end and you guys would write those and it would mostly be about freshmen and it would most incoming freshmen it was kind of accurate rob it was kind of accurate because we knew more answers then agreed the only question marks really were grad transfers for a long time and now with the portal I mean, it does give drama. I mean, think about it. We've got Hunter Dickinson in the portal. We've got Caleb Love, who was the hero of North Carolina transferring to Michigan in just one year. You know what I mean? It's just there are actual storylines, much like there are in NBA free agency. Now, I think that I don't think all things are good about this, but that is one of the positives to have come out of the portal. I love the fact that you're prepared for this. And you're only prepared because you've been doing serious radio show. You're, first of all, you're talking like a host, which I might just turn this over to you. Because I could host this show easily. This your is hosting skills compared to serious. Well, you're giving yourself too much credit. You've been hosting this. If you've been doing it, it can't be that hard. It is not that hard. It is not that hard at all. But listen, almost 1,300 scholarship players right now in the portal. Uh, it'll be 1,300 like tomorrow. By the time people listen to this, 
there might be 1300 There's how many two- do you think don't land on their feet how many guys hit the portal and are never played college basketball so, again here's the difference these years because of the extra covid year i think a lot of kids just say what the hell i'm gonna throw my name in any way i've used you know four years I don't know if I want to play another year, but what's the downside to throwing your name in if you're a COVID kid and you're just saying at this point, and you don't you think you can play pro? Yeah, yeah, I might play pro. I might start and get a regular job, whatever it is. Let me see what my options are in there. So, you know, it, it's hard to evaluate these four years with the extra COVID year. I think in two years it goes a little bit back to normal. And the other thing we'll talk about, uh, we could talk about it now if you want, is this this one-time tra- transfer waiver rule and, and basically you know there there are still uh waivers that can be had um with this one-time transfer rule okay now uh mental illness uh, one of the things you can't get it for is a coaching change one of the things you can't get it for anymore is a runoff but most kids are going to try to get it through uh mental health issues mental health and family illness yeah, and I'm not even sure what the family illness part is. But again, here, here's my problem with it is you got a bunch of kids that are going the portal right now that have trans now grad transfer doesn't count. You could transfer again if you've graduated. But if you're an undergrad, they say you can only transfer once, other than again, these these ex- some of these extenuating circumstances which which include uh mental illness, but there's nothing steadfast with it. You know, it, it's, it's so subjective. Like- That's yes. the problem. There's no even I look at Xavier Johnson and his waiver to play another season. Well, it's just if the line is eight or whatever the games are to play nine. or nine like, or whatever it is, yeah. why does he get one and somebody else doesn't? You know, like what makes his – and I'm not saying he shouldn't get one. I don't know the details of his case. I don't know why he's even appealing. I think Indiana feels pretty – Confident he went over he like ten it. minutes. He went over the limit, the but, threshold by about agreed. 10 but okay, and then he got what hurt. about the guy that went fourteen right. or the guy that played twenty two minutes over? Where's you know, where's like, that? What line? is the line where you say, all right, well, we're no longer doing this? It was the same with the parent or family member illness thing. Well, all right, mom's sick, transfer home immediately. Then it became a okay. mockery. But it then became it's like a mockery. Oh, grandma or grandpa or second aunt or you know, it just becomes yeah. it, it. What is the line? And that's where the NCAA runs into these problems. They're they're in a way trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But if you're not hardline, there's always going to be exceptions. And there's always going to be a case where it's like, well, why is this this and that is that? And that's yeah. where they get into trouble. You should either be all in or all out with, with this, this one-time transfer deal. Okay, either that's all we're doing or you can transfer all you want. One or the other. I don't care. We're not giving any waivers. There's no yeah, waivers. Just- for anything, mental health or whatever it is, or everybody can transfer as many times as you want, um, either or. But but again, just because one kid has a better uh, a, a doctor or or thought, think about this. Here's a great example: if you're playing at Georgetown last year, okay, you know you're transferring probably when you start zero and twelve or or zero and eight. You know you're probably out of there, so you're already starting to see somebody and document your mental health case where other kids might have waited till the end of the year, not knowing they were going to transfer, hadn't seen anybody. And and now they start seeing somebody on April 5th, the other kid, just because they were losing, is that mental health? You're just getting your ass kicked every game. No, wait, did that happen or is that, no, but it's going to happen. You watch, 
that what I'm saying is, and you can pay off, Rob, if you got a buddy of yours, a family friend who is a doctor, you're telling me you can't slip him 500 bucks and say, hey, can you backdate this for me? Yeah. That I've been seeing you for two years? Right. Of course. Or probably so even it, if you're really a family friend, they'd probably just do it for you. Yeah, they, they would do it for you for nothing. Right, right. So anyway, that's one thing that's going on. That's a hot button topic right now because there are a lot of players uh, out there that are two-time uh, transfers, uh, undergrads. Right. So whether they – and they don't even know. They, that, that was the problem. They don't know right now if they're going to be eligible or not. They go on the portal not having a ton of info. Um, coaches, some coaches telling them, hey, you know what, we'll get you eligible through mental health. You know, other coaches are a little bit more honest with them. So these kids don't have any idea what to expect right now. But um, Hunter Dickinson, as you mentioned, is in the portal. Max Asmus is in the portal. Those are the two biggest names left. But I want to start, i give you a little bit of homework, um, with the transfer winners and the transfer losers so far. And obviously, we we still have some time, right? I mean, kids have until almost mid-May and, until they can go in the portal, and then there's the deadline. Um, there are also going to be some kids, Rob, to watch out for that have put their name in for the draft. And they might go to the portal after. We'll go to the portal after. Yeah, after they figure out that, you know what? I'm not staying in the draft. I didn't get invited to the, the combine. And I still have a couple days left to throw my name in the portal. That is going to happen. And those are game changers. Yeah. So anybody who thinks, hey, once Hunter Dickinson, Max Smith, these other guys, you know, that are, that are still out there right now, and there's still some impactful guys, once they're done, this thing is 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 kind of done with. They're wrong because there's going to be some big time guys yeah. that, that come out of the, the 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 draft pool. Who who is so Hunter is like Kansas, Georgetown, Maryland. Are those his three? Kentucky, he visited and, Kentucky, and Kentucky and, and Kansas. Kentucky. He's going to visit Villanova. He's already visited Maryland and Georgetown, kind gotcha. of where he's from. Okay, and who's A. Smith being recruited by? Kansas State and Texas. He's visited both. Gotcha. All right. Well, my so far my biggest winner yep. is a guy who won last year in the portal. It's Muss. I mean, Arkansas, yeah. they got five transfers coming in. And you talk about, I mean, L. Ellis, I have question marks because he played on such a bad team. Yep. Can Muss rein him in? We'll see. I mean, his numbers are good, 17 and four. Tremont Mark, love that pickup. He plays so That's hard, defends, lefty, gets to his pull up. Yep. He can score, but doesn't have to score. And then Caleb Battle is a elite scorer. Yep. You know, yep. so I, I just think that with who he is bringing in and think about getting Trayvon Brazil back. Yes. Um, I I like Arkansas and Muss is is doing it big in the portal. The only thing I'll say to you is out of all the guys they got, not one of them shot above thirty four percent from three last year. They didn't do that either last year. <laughs> that so their team, me. but their team didn't do it last year. And I guess what they were they were in the elite eight. So, like, and that's to me. I don't know if you can contend for a national title. Agreed, but we're talking and, about the portal's biggest winners right here. Totally, so. like, and and they've gone in and gotten shit done early, yeah. like, and and like you said, I love Tremont Mark. L. Ellis can score. Uh, Menafield from Washington can score some. He's a uh, freshman, he's, right? Yeah, ten, he's electric. Freshman battle can score. I'm with you. I, I'll I'll give you. We'll kind of go through ours and we'll alternate here. I'm going to go West Virginia. You know, to me, I, I think what they uh, – Jesse Edwards, 
talented, older, big. Uh, you get my boy, Kirk Carissa. Um, They spent a good amount of money in NIL. And they got two kids from Manhattan um, early. Um, not not late in the portal, but they got two kids early on uh, that I think will will help them. Jose Perez and Omar Silverio um, that, that are older, that can help them as pieces as well. But I think Jesse Edwards was huge for him. You know, he, he's a game changer from the defensive end, can score some. Um, and Kerr in a different scenario, I, I think we'll be good. Again, I think those those are two really good pickups. Who else you like? Houston. I mean, getting LJ Cryer and yep. getting Damian Dunn, you are going to lose some Absolutely. really good guards. But yep. as long as Jamal Shedd comes back, and I assume he will, he's declared, but could yep. still come back to Houston. You've got a reloaded backcourt with guys that can really score, and Cryer's a guy who can really shoot at an efficient level. So I think Kelvin Sampson has reloaded in that backcourt. Looked like, you know, when Tremont Mark transferred, I was pretty surprised just because yeah. I felt like he kind of fit that culture and he was going to be a guy. He was yeah. going to, it was finally his turn, right? Like you've been behind Sasser and, and Quentin Grimes and some of these, these other guys. And now it's your turn. And that's where that's kind of surprising, but we see that a lot here in college basketball now. And Kelvin Sampson has, has reloaded the backcourt. So I, I think Houston's done a good job with the portal. I'm going to give you one that I didn't think I'd say, but man, Villanova, um, now, they kept Justin Moore out of the portal. That's yep. a win right there, right? Because a lot of people thought he was going to go to the portal, and, and he did not. And then you add Hakeem Hart from Maryland and, and TJ I'm Bamba. Surprised he, I'm surprised he transferred. Me too. I, I thought he'd be kind of done. But, you know, again, the COVID year, that helps. Um, he had a solid year for a good team no, he last was a, year. He's a good player. Now, yes. he's a little up and down at times, but he, he was very productive. And they got TJ Bamba. Kid from New York, went all the way out to Washington State, uh, can really score it, good size for a wing. So I, I really like what, honestly, I think Kyle Neptune and Villanova did a hell of a job in the portal when I didn't know if they'd have portal money. And I'm not sure portal money got it done or if it was just Villanova and and, yeah. and the fact that these kids wanting to play for Villanova still. So what will be Villanova's starting five next year? Justin Moore. Akeem Hart. Who did they lose? They lost only. Well, they lost some Slater. Uh, uh, Dixon's back, so Eric Dixon's still there. So you and you're in there for Hunter. You're in there a little right. bit for Hunter. I don't know if you get well, him. I, I don't think they'll get him. But the only thing I'd say is it's it's close to home. You know, probably right. They probably don't get him at the end of the day. Um, why would Why would Hunter not go to Kansas? Um. I, I I agree. I think it honestly, Rob, of all the decisions that I've seen being made over the last couple of years, I think this is the easiest one for a kid, especially an older kid that, that that's looking at it not as a freshman. But what give me a downside to going to you have the best passing point guard. DeWan Harris, yes. You have Bill arguably Self, the best coach. Bill Self, yes. And he throws the ball inside and he's proven that, that too. Time and time again, whether it's yes. David McCormick yep. or it's Cole Aldrich or it's the Morris 100%. twins or it's yep. Thomas Robbins. I mean, he, they yep. throw the ball inside at Kansas. Um, it's, a, it's a no-brainer to me. A, a, who, an absolute no-brainer. Who? So they Jalen Wilson declared. He's gone. He's gone. Brady Dick is gone. 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 He's gone too. Yep. McCullough is gone. McCullough's gone too. So I guess 
there is going to be some legit turnover here. They added Nick Timberlake, a transfer from Towson, who shot about 42%. Older okay. kid. He needs wing. shooting around him. Hunter, last year, every time he touched the ball, immediate post trap. That can't be – for a guy that likes to score, and that's not a diss at all because yep. I like to score, scores like to score. Yep. It has to suck every time you catch the ball in your strongest position to have an immediate double team. Sucks. That's, that's has suck. to suck. Right, right. And he did a good job out of it. For the most no, he part. did. I mean, he he was great at rifling passes yeah. across the floor. I'm just sure that that definitely got old. KJ Adams, yes, you like down. them, so he'd play the four, and Hunter yes. would play the five. They need yeah. another. They need like one more, sh- and they got a good freshman coming in. Um, hold on. I, mean, I just the only reason I don't love that is because I've seen Terrence Williams play alongside Hunter Dickinson for the last two years. Yeah. And that's a stretch four that didn't shoot it all that well either. And that KJ Adams is a worse shooter. I'd say than him. Yeah. KJ Adams. He's is not a trying to shoot. You know. He doesn't shoot. He's, he's around the basket. He's a good player. He can handle, he can short roll. He can facilitate. They're trying to get Arteria Morris and they got a kid coming in. El Marco Jackson. Who's, who's an electric uh, scoring point. So, yes, I think they could use one more shooter if they got Hunter. One more just pure shooter. I just think if you go to Kansas, Bill Self is going to put you in positions to be successful. 100%. 100%. And and he runs great stuff. Not that the others won't, but. No. He is such a proven commodity with bigs. That's why I feel that way. Let me tell you guys about our sponsor for today's episode, Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 a few weeks back. When we get in the middle of college hoop season, it can be hard for me to eat and drink as healthy as I probably should be, especially in late February and March when the schedule gets really busy. But I found that I've felt better as I've made AG1 a part of my daily routine. I take AG1 in the afternoons after the coffee is worn off and once the itis post-launch is kind of set in. And what I found, my energy levels are up. It's improved my digestion. And as a result, I'm not only more efficient and productive in the most important time of the year for me and for the field of 68, but I'm working out more consistently. I just feel better. AG1 is so much more than just a greens powder. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally could not be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of the AG1 formula with water, and I drink it every single afternoon. Done. Just like that. I also like that it only costs $3 a day. The price is right. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is the answer. They are giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Free! Just go to athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. That's athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. The link is in the description below. Check it out. Support the field of 68 and feel better about yourself. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, anybody anybody else that you looked at as a winner that you wanted to mention? I'll say Gonzaga. I mean, now with Ryan, with Ryan Nemhard on board there, you know, yep. you get Steel Venters, who is the big sky player of the year. Sounds like Graham Ike. I've never seen him play. Grand know, EK. He had, yeah, EK from, EK, yeah, from Wyoming. Yep. I've he never seen him play, a lot of this but I know he, he he had a knee injury and averaged 19 and 9 the year before. So um 
Mark Few kind of reloading there. Is there any way with Nemhard that that they could convince uh um Jesus Christ. Paloma? No. Oh. oh. Um I'm Drew Timmy. <laughs> they convinced Timmy to be like, yo, we got a we got an elite point guard coming in here. Come I back. Don't see it. I think he's out. I think he's long gone. He could make um, a lot of money. But Kaluma was another kid who was going to potentially transfer out of Creighton. He's one of those to keep. Why are eye. those guys leaving Creighton? Like what? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. With Nemhard, you know, Nemhard's brother did the same thing. Obviously, went to Gonzaga, right. But you're knocking on the door of going to the Final Four. I, I don't. But his brother became a pro. What do these kids want more than anything? They, they'd rather be a pro, an NBA player, than go win a national title. Well, can't you be both? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like winning is a good way to get there. Yes, yes. I would agree. I would agree. All right, so before we get to losers, there's a couple programs I want to ask you about. Okay. And, and probably two specifically I want to go through here. One that I don't know what we can call it, if it's a winner or a loser, but it is in your, your, your conference, um, your Big Ten conference, and it is the Michigan Wolverines taking Caleb Love. I'm dying to know your opinion on this because I've got my own opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was desperation meets desperation. I think that's a good way to put it. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like Caleb Love needs someone who's going to really coach him hard. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not saying that Juwan Howard won't. I think he will. Um, but he'll have free reign. But he's, that's the they're problem. Gonna, they're going to need him to play almost like a hero ball type thing at times, I, I think. And he, even more think, than he did at Carolina, Rob. Agreed. And I think Caleb Love needed to go to a place where he could fit in a system and, and play solid basketball. Yes, yes. So that yes. that's where I have an issue with that. And I, Jawan Howard will coach him hard. And Jawan Howard has also knocked on the door of the Final Four with an Elite Eight, and he's been to the Sweet 16. But with their roster right now and looking at who's on the team, he's going to have to shoot a lot. He's already done that. I've seen him do that at Carolina. We've seen this act. I would have liked to have seen him go to like a Houston where Kelvin Sampson is going to coach, coach him as hard as anybody in the, in the country, but he's going to have to play in a structured environment. And I just think right now, Michigan with who else is on their team it's going to be Caleb Love is going to have to make a lot of plays, you know, and that's a lot different if you're playing alongside Jamal Shedd and let's say LJ Cryer. To me, Michigan's one of the losers, and that's a transition for me. Um, I just think, again, you're losing Hunter Dickinson. Uh, you're getting Caleb Love. Um, you know, you, the, the other guy you're getting here is Namari Burnett, who's a two-time transfer, by the way. Uh, as yeah. an undergrad, so good, we don't good know if he'll be good, eligible. Good defender, but we don't know if he'll play. That's true; we, he might not play. You know, he started Texas, so uh, he needs a waiver. Yeah, he needs a waiver. He started under Beard. I can't remember what, what is Texas what's Tech. his waiver reason. Do you know? I mean, I assume they're all going to be mental health. Oh. I'm just assuming they're all going to be mental health because because that's the easiest way uh, to try to get eligible. Now we haven't seen any of them go through yet, and right. until we see a couple go through. You know, who who knows? But uh, Caleb Love, Namari Burnett, Trey Jackson, who averaged about six and a half points uh, last year as a senior at Seton Hall. Th- those are your, your three additions. It, it, it doesn't look pretty. 
uh, if you're a Michigan fan right now for this season. Doesn't yeah. look pretty. Yeah. I will go Vanderbilt. Uh, you saw my tweet. I did not. What was it? I listed all the guys who have left. Oh, yeah. Well, they lose five of their six top scores. They have seven guys in the portal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Tyron Lawrence, Jordan Wright. Uh, who's the last one? Miles uh, Stute. Miles Stute, yeah. Yep. He's going to and Florida. they only have one guy, Evan Taylor, coming in from Lehigh. So uh, Jerry Stackhouse better pray to, pray to God he gets the Toronto Raptor, Raptors job right now. Is he up for him? Uh, he's trying. I mean, I don't yeah. know if he can get it or not, but he was, you know, he's a coach of that, the G League team. Oh, that's right. He that was had nine, Van Vliet. 908. It had Van Vliet, I think, and I think it had Van Vliet and uh, Big Boy when, when he was coming up. Bob, shit, what's his name? Oh, uh, their best player now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. The yeah, rebounder. Too. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Hold what on. is wrong with me? Um, yeah, we, we both suck at this right now. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, Siakam. Yeah. I mean, he had both of them on that, that 905 team, whatever that G League team is. Yeah. And they were in summer title. mode right now, even though the weather doesn't say it is. No, the weather sucks. Killing your golf game. Yeah, I um, played some in LA, but I haven't played much here in Chicago. I'm with you. Va- Vandy, clearly a top five loser right now. Um, I would say Louisville to me. Is a top five who, loser? Louisville's b- brought in who? Sky Clark, Sky Clark. and a Juco That's guard. It. That's it. Oh, wow. That's it. And Sky Clark, listen, the jury's out on him completely. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope he, he gets healthy. I hope, you know, maybe it's just he, he was kind of, you know, um, getting some of the cobwebs off last year after the injury two years ago. But, you know, he, he didn't look like a guy that was going to be a program-changing point guard. Right, right. Um, who, else, who else do you have loser-wise? I have uh, Oklahoma. I actually have Arizona. Arizona because I thought they were going to get Nemhart, and they didn't. And now they don't have anybody yet through the portal. They lost. I saw where their their fans have been very negative about Tommy Some, Lloyd. Somebody said that they really have. Well, I just maybe I saw the same thing you did, but yeah, uh, yeah I I saw. I think it was on the tweet I saw that was like, "All right, let's pump the brakes here." You know. I mean, listen, the dudes had you in the top ten. For pretty much the last two seasons. Now, yeah. I know you haven't done as much as you wanted uh, in the NCAA tournament, but it could have been a lot worse, by the way. A yeah, lot worse totally. when Sean Miller left. Yep, agreed. So, I think fans are out of their minds if they're going to be negative in any way to Tommy Lloyd. Yeah. Um, I, I think you, you got to see what he does in year three, four. Give him some time. I was there, Rob, when they lost three or four years I was at Arizona. They lost in the first round in the NCAA yep. tournament. So. Yep. Uh, pump the brakes on that a little bit. It can get worse, right? Oh, it can get a lot worse. It can get a lot worse. Uh, who You got any other ones? I got a few no. more. Keep going. Who you got? Oklahoma State. Well, I feel like the sanctions just really shafted Mike Boynton. It's so bad. I, I feel bad. I, I know feel those bad are done for... now, but that killed the momentum that they had. Oh, yeah. No, you, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, they, they've lost a lot. You know, Avery Anderson left. Um, a couple of their other guys left. They haven't really reloaded yet. I, I hope they will, but I don't know if they have NIL either to be able to compete. Um, Seton Hall really? hasn't gotten at, at a school that I get. I know that Boone Pickens is no longer alive, but that's just shocking to hear that they would yes. not have resources. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. That's that's hurt them. Um, 
who else did Oklahoma State lose? They've lost, uh, obviously, Cisse, Caleb Boone, Tyreek Smith. I mean, listen, here, here, Avery Anderson, 11 points. Caleb Boone, almost 11. Cisse was a great defender, average seven. Tyreek Smith, five. Woody Newton, four. That's 22, 29, 34, 30. Almost 40 points yep. in the portal. That's a lot. That's right. a lot. Seton Hall hasn't gotten anything done in the portal. Nothing. They probably have no NIL. Yeah. Is my guess. And uh Florida State losing Caleb Mills and Matthew Cleveland. Yeah, that's a good call on that one. Yeah. Uh USC lost Trey White, a highly touted kid coming in as a freshman who was gonna take a jump. But uh they'll they'll add Bronny James here soon and everybody will be happy at USC. Uh I think he's going to Oregon. No, I I've I've said this from last summer. I felt like USC was the easiest pick in America here because Bron LeBron could have him close and he wants to play with him next year, a year from now. And the only way he can do that is to be able to, to be around him and, and get him if something's wrong and by wrong, I mean, he's not playing a lot. He needs to be able to walk in that office and he can do that easily to Andy Enfield and, uh, and control some things. I'm not even sure if I'm Andy Enfield. They got Boogie Ellis back. They have the number one um, player in the in the country uh, coming in, a, a, an absolutely electric point guard, uh, and and he's coming in next year. Uh, Christ, name name is uh, Isaiah Collier. He he chose them over over Cincinnati, and I saw him at McDonald's game. I've seen him play plenty. He he's he's super talented. So you got him and Boogie Ellis back. So I almost feel like that's the only downside if you're if you're LeBron, if if you put him there, he's a role guy. He's a role guy. Now you could you could still say he's going to put his name in for the draft anyway, and somebody will take him. But are you yeah. are you taking Bronny James now in the lottery, Rob, just to get LeBron at 39 years old? Boy, I will say I went to Game Three because I was in LA. Yeah, and. I watched game four at home last night. What he is doing in his 20th year of his basketball NBA career is unfathomable. Insane. Insane. Like he was torching these young, good defenders. I mean, Dylan Brooks couldn't stay in front of him. Jaron Jackson couldn't stay in front of him. Xavier Tillman could not stay in front of him. He's getting by all those guys in the biggest moments of the game. I can't believe Dylan Brooks said what he said about him. That is so dumb moronic i mean moronic. why this dude he wants to all... be draymond he wants he... to be draymond now but draymond green's not saying that about lebron james right right he's and, not and draymond's done something in the league to be able to talk anyway yeah, yeah, right right but he's smart he's, enough he's a much not to win but he bear. wouldn't do that because right. you know he understands boy i don't know he's 39 years old you use a lottery pick on a kid that i think could be an nba player but i mean do you think Bronny james is a lock to play an NBA guy if he's not LeBron's son. No, he's a no, good player, hell no. right? Hell he's, no. He's a he's a top seventy five kid. I haven't seen him play. I, no, they have him at like top twenty five. Okay, but is that is that inflated? Yeah, a because... little bit. He's he's to me a fringe McDonald's kid. That's what he was. Like yeah. you can make a but case the McDonald's to... game is no longer to me what it was. It used to be the who's who, and now it's more of a kind of pick and choose from the right. top seventy kids. I just think, Rob, 
The only way I'm doing this for LeBron at 39, I mean, again, by the time he's playing with Bronny, he's going to be 40, right? No. no, he'll turn 40. He'll turn 40 that December, I believe. He's yep. not playing with Bronny next year. Um, and he'll be 39 in December. So he'll be turning 40 during that season. Um, the only the only way I'm doing it is if I'm if I'm a small market team. If I'm a small market team. But would LeBron would he want to go? I mean, I guess he wants to play with his son. Yes. Would he want to go to like Oklahoma City or Minneapolis to play yeah. with Bronny? Finish out your career with Bronny. Maybe you take somebody with you free agency wise for a year. And you just roll the dice on having a. On I just having can't a imagine him wanting to leave LA, but for his kid. No, I know for his kid. I'm not. That, that's a good point. But I, just, I, I will say it would this: be shocking if he went. You know what? I'm going. I'm going to. As you get older, Orlando. I'm going as to you Orlando. Get older, you you and you watch your kids get old. You know, like like obviously my daughter's a few years older than. Well, really not that much older than Bronny. That's kind of crazy to think yeah. about it. That you know. LeBron started a lot younger than I did. Um, you, you do anything for your kids. You you just do. You have that mindset. And I think he might have that mindset already now. Like, I'm going to do anything for my kid, number one. And, like, this is an opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 40. I don't know how many years I got left. This could be it. Now, what I think he's doing wrong here is moving Bronny along quicker than you need to. And, and not letting this thing play play its run its course De develop and yes. I mean but with that with that time though could come the harsh realization of the other side of you're not an NBA player there's plenty of kids that are top 40 50 60 yeah. kids that yeah. go to college and they just become three points a game guys you know somebody has to be yeah. so they could yeah. and look he's got every genetic advantage his dad is LeBron James he's got yeah. other advantages too. But he also he battles some things that other kids don't. A lot He's of under, a lot of things. He's under a, a microscope that is as intense as anybody. He also doesn't necessarily, and I know this from just some experience of things, hearing some things, he doesn't get the opportunity to necessarily try out for things without knowing he's going to make the team. Yeah. Right? Like you they're not going to cut LeBron James kid. It's a huge story, right? Like there, he's going to make it, but then he might not get invited to certain things because of that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for him because he's under as intensive a microscope as anybody. Um, but you're right. Like he, he might not get that developmental time. Hey, Rob, but we're, also... in, we're in April 25th and he hasn't announced where he's going yet. Yeah. I mean, that's the other part here, which is kind of crazy. Wait, right? why, why has that gotten so drawn out? How do we know? He doesn't talk. He doesn't speak to the media. So nobody knows. Oh, yeah. I know that basically you can't just call Bronny James. Well, no, I'm not saying that. Right. As, as even... a coach recruiting him, though. Oh. Like, he decides, like, they set it up, and, and, and the mom is the one who's very involved. LeBron is, too. And I've talked to coaches in the process, and they're, like, blown away by how good LeBron is with this process. Like it's just so good, and it doesn't surprise me. Again, no, he's seen all of it. I mean, and he and he's he's handled himself honestly throughout his career, like so much better than you would expect anybody to deal yeah, with what his he, his big blemish is the decision, correct? Which isn't even that bad. 
And it's it wasn't his fault. He was young and he listened to the wrong people. Yeah, right. I mean, that's his worst mark against him. Yes. And that's not bad. That's like a blip yes. on the radar, if, if right. that. All right, let's move on and, and finish this pod with uh, most of the jobs are done with the coaching carousel. I think there were 59 changes this year and like all but three are are, are filled. So I think it's, we got, we got the right time now to pick to kind of go through and, and our favorite hires and then maybe a few baffling hires, um, which I don't think there were many. I actually, no, I think, I I think looking at the list, I, I was, there's a couple, the only question marks are when you don't, you have no head coaching experience. Right. That to me right. is always going to be a question mark. Fair All enough. right. What is your favorite hire gun to your head? The one you absolutely love this off season. What was it? I would say Micah Shrewsbury in her name. Ooh, that's number one. Okay. Okay. I think just Why? being being an Indiana guy, he gets to come home. I think Notre Dame has the resources and the ability to win in the ACC. Yep. I think he's a fun guy to play for. I think he's a good fit for for Notre Dame. And I think that with his his NBA background, his age, he'll relate to players and he'll get players. So I I think it's a home run hire for Notre Dame. Come on, the, the number one. This was a no-brainer, Rob. You You're missed that, Rick Patino. Yes, come on. You're. I mean, yeah, he's. It's a great hire. He was going to be my number two. Had to be no, one like though. Like he's Rick fucking Patino, and he's at he's St. Also, John's. I want to. I I've been to St. John's. I have seen the facilities. I still want to see him prove it to me. Oh my That's god! Wrong. Oh, there's the court of the day. I, I still want to see him. No, I he's proven. His, don't take that. Prove it to me. I still seen, want to see him prove it to me. Robbie Hummel on Rick Patino. How no, no, a favor, Rick Patino. He doesn't need to prove any of his coaching <laughs> action. I know he is one of the elite coaches to ever do it. I am saying I want to see him do it at a place that New York kids don't want to go to and – I don't know. I've been to St. John. Their facilities suck. I've, you know who else's facilities sucked, Rob? Who? I I own us. Well, that's true. And well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, what did he? The he made the tournament. Coach. He made the tournament and won zero games. All right. Well, listen. It's still <laughs> I own. I mean, he, I, I get it. Iona. Oh, hold on. Tim Kloos wasn't doing that in Iona. Give me a break. No, Iona's won a lot of coaches. Iona's good. Yes. How could yes. you? How could you go to that place? I'm not disparaging of, of Iona. Iona. I'm not well, you did. Man. You just did. No, I'm saying. I'm saying Rick Pitino. You know what I know? If Rob Doster clips that I want to see Patino prove it to me, I will quit. That is not <laughs> what I meant. I will quit the podcast. I was saying I want to see him do this at St. John, where I okay. know the All facility. Right. Stinks, right. That's fair. The kids don't want to go there, and they have no. They have no momentum from the last. If I had three hires, if I had any ability to clip things myself, if I knew I how to you do would, it, because you are a Judas partner, I would do you it. Are, I would absolutely do it. I would put it out there right away. Uh, again, I still want to see no. Rick Pitino. I still want to see him prove it to me. That's that's not what I meant. I know he's a <laughs> Hall of Fame coach. I know he's one of the, the goats to coach. I understand that. He will get I it did. done, Rob. That's what I'll say. He will get uh, it done at a high level. You know, this year, I, I'm not sure they're going to be like, you know. We'll I can't see believe how- you cited his success at Iona, though, as if Tim Kloos wasn't doing the same thing that he was. All right, that's fair. That's fair. 
All right, ne- number your your number two uh, top hire is who? Well, it was Rick Pitino, but no point to talk. All about right, number this. three, number three. <laughs> I'll go Ed Cooley. I mean, yeah. I do. I really like Ed Cooley to Georgetown. Yep. He's proven they needed somebody to give them some buzz. He does that. I think he'll recruit well there. They've got big NIL. I, I like Ed Cooley to Georgetown. I can't wait for the Providence game. It's going to be hilarious. Are also, you gonna, shout out to the Providence to go fans with me. who hate you. I would, never go, I would never go with you to that game because I would feel in danger. They hate you so much. You would probably enjoy it. No, I know, but they might associate me with you due to this podcast, so I don't want that. And honestly, I actually think you might not enjoy it because it could get ugly. I, I went I to a concert in Providence this past weekend, and luckily nobody recognized me. <laughs> Thankfully. Not a lot of basketball fans. I feel like your Twitter beef has been really high. High? Since, yeah, since yeah. like the Final Four on, or maybe even NCAA tournament on. Twitter, you've been... You've been yeah, really probably, getting after with people. A lot of bar stool, a lot of bar stool individuals in there. Uh, some yeah. Providence fans that were caught in the middle of that bar stool beef with with Portnoy. Uh, your boy Titus got involved in that. He took a little bit of a shot at me. Oh no! Yeah, the, the 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 rivalry continues between you and Titus from three x three U. That's right. That's right. When he said Brad Stevens was going to be the next Indiana head coach. Right, I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, all right, I will go with Chris Beard at Ole Miss. I, I just think again, you get a guy with his coaching credentials, and I know, you know, listen, it, it's going to be harder for him because of everything that happened and um, whether or not he 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 did what. Was I just recorded. feel like it, before you keep going, as a as a parent sending my child to a yeah. school, I I would read that police report and go, hell no. Yeah. No yeah. chance you're going to play for him. And that's going to be the, that's going to be the interesting thing, right? Like, obviously, you know, he, he's already gotten um, the kid from, from Georgetown, uh, Brandon Murray transfer in. He's talented. He'll get his share, but yes, he's not going to get what he was getting at Texas where he right. could recruit anybody in the country. I mean, that Texas team last year, I saw him in the NCAA tournament in both Des Moines and Kansas city. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. He put together they a were- team. The fact that you got Arterio Morris as your eighth man is insane. I know. I know. I, no, listen, what he put together, and and that was, you know, for, for the people at Texas Tech that question why he left Texas Tech for Texas, that was that was just the tip of the iceberg, too. Like, think of what he would have done in the in the portal this year at Texas, coming off what they did, you know, again, obviously with Rodney yeah. Terry being the head coach. Yep. No, I know. So – I would say Beard. Who who else did you really like? Um, look at the list. I only went three people I really liked. Um, one of my favorite. Here, here's one of my favorite ones, and, and this is a little bit personal. But Russell Springman getting the head coaching job at Oral Roberts because I'll give you a little backstory to it. First of all, he recruited Max Hayes, Mister Oral Roberts. He was the guy who got him. But Russ, years ago, he was the one who recruited Kevin Durant to texas mm-hmm. named his son durant and uh and then he didn't take the he was offered the mississippi state uh head coaching job after rick stansbury was fired um for a million dollars a year and he turned it down wow and it kind of it started a little bit of a of like not a riff but like barnes wasn't rick barnes wasn't happy at that point um that he didn't take it and it just I don't know. Something wasn't the same between he and Barnes after that. Uh, so when Barnes went to Tennessee, 
He didn't bring Russ with him. Russ went as an assistant coach to San Diego. He was out for a year doing scouting, like Sam Presti threw him a bone, and he was doing like scouting, making nothing at OKC. Then he went as an assistant for Paul Mills at Oral Roberts. Russ is very, very religious. And uh, and then he gets this job, this head coaching job at, uh, he's got to be 50 plus at this point, never thinking he's going to have another shot at a head coaching job. He was just happy to get back in college basketball a few yeah. years ago. So that one was really, really cool for me to see, to be honest. That's cool. I, I think Tony Skin to George Mason is cool. I've always enjoyed talking to, to Tony. Yep. He's an assistant at Maryland last year. And the fact that he was on the George Mason team that went to the final four, that's Yep. That's cool. I think that that's his first go around though, the head coach. I mean, he's Correct. only 36, 37. Yeah, he looks like he's like 26. He looks like he could play. Yeah, yes. he really does. I, this is another small one. Uh, Roger Powell to Valpo. Yep. I didn't think that they would be able to get someone like that, yeah. but yep. that's, that's a good hire for them. Grant McCaslin, the Texas tech really like, I yep. know he can really coach. I've, I've seen that up close and personal. Um, yeah, I think, you know, that's, those are good. Uh, Brian Hodgson's done a really good job already. Alabama assistant coach. He's gotten some dudes already. Uh, Dominguez from UMass. Um, who else is he? He's gotten a few high, like high level um, players so far uh, out of the portal. Um, so I, I think he'll he'll do a good job. The kid Hardnett went from Buffalo. He recruited him when he was assistant, I think, at Buffalo years ago. Um, Anybody the, the 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 head scratcher? I'll start because I I actually uh, went a little too hard at him uh, when it happened. Uh, but was Temple and and Adam Fisher being hired at Temple? Uh, and I what did Adam to... Fisher do at the Final Four to you? He killed you with kindness. He did kill me with kindness. When you didn't he came up in it. front of you, yeah. When you didn't deserve it, I witnessed with his wife. Yeah, she, with she, his probably wife. To, she probably wanted to kill you. I apologized to him before that. So we had already kind of uh, – I had already apologized to him. I think I, I went a little too hard on, on the he's a, he's a good guy. He's a good he guy. He is a good guy. My my biggest question was honestly well, – um, That's his first head coaching job, right? He's yeah, first head coaching job. And um, Temple being an area, like I, I think you, you just probably – uh, need and he's gotten some good players from Miami when he was assistant at Miami, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to to recruit um, the type of players you need at Temple. Uh, and it wasn't just him; it was honestly, it was more the process. It was more the fact that they didn't get Matt Langle. You know, you're getting but a Matt white Langle again. You're I, getting I'm a sure. white assistant coach, and you didn't get Matt Langle, who has dominated it. Why? Kobe. Why is? Why did he not leave? What's... So the big thing was with Langle. One, they didn't offer him enough guaranteed money. Two, he was going to be part of like a dog and pony show if if he went through the process. So it was basically like, you're going to interview. You're not the guy. You're going to have to go through the process with however many other people. And oh, by the way, we're not going to be able to give you, you know, a million plus guaranteed. It's going to be less than that. Yeah. And then, you know, Charlton Young was involved. And like, Charlton Young's a Southern dude. And he's coaching at Missouri right now. Like, Sometimes you just got to understand, like, that job needed a Northeast guy. And and Fisher is a Northeast guy. I'll give him that. But, again, like, so is Matt Langle, and he's been a head coach, and he's killed and it at Colgate. He, he's going to the NCAA tournament yes. four consecutive That years. was my problem. My yeah. problem wasn't 
that it was Adam Fisher. My problem that it, it, it wasn't Matt Langer. Right. I got you. Um, wow. Um, other, what do you think of the Adrian Autry hire? Syracuse guy. That's good. Um, but never been a head coach, correct? They were going to go within the family, no matter what. And and the plan was always for it to be Mike Hopkins. Yeah. Right. Right. But obviously hop left and he's probably a year away from being fired right now out in Washington. So you can't bring him back. If he was doing well at Washington, would he have been the guy for hundred percent, thousand percent, but hop just kind of got antsy. Years and years ago. I mean, he interviewed. Well, he it. wanted to be a head coach. He interviewed at Boston College, didn't get it. When Jim Christian got it, um, you know, is a, is a West Coast guy, an L.A. guy. So he went out West and he had it going for a little while at Washington. And now it's it's really falling off. Another weird one, Rob Jeter going to Southern I, Utah I just, from that, Western he's Illinois. So, he's so Midwest. I mean, he, right. he had been. Southern Utah? Like, yeah. it's one bad job for another, isn't it? I mean, I've been, I've been to Southern Utah. I actually did a story on a kid at Southern Utah years ago named Dax Chrome. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why the hell you would like. I know Western Illinois is not a good job either. I get right. it. No, uh, it's I, not. Two former uh, mid-continent. Con- con- by the school. way, next episode, can you get your lighting right? I mean, well, you've been doing is, this for how how long, and you can't the get the gun in right. The sun is literally. I've got these windows that are pretty high this here is really and they're and they're like blinding. this is such a rookie move by you well i mean we honestly picked a, we picked a bad time at this how many time years we've year. we been doing this even if i close the door it won't matter i guess i could close the curtains but i'd have to get up and do this that, is going to so. kill contract negotiations for you i'm gonna tell you that right now there's kill. a good chance i'm not back next year if doster sees this he's gonna lowball you i don't even care doster's a bad boss and then when he sees your quote I still want to see him if, if you prove it, it to me. If you clip it, I swear to God, I will never answer another text that says, when are we doing the podcast? I won't respond. I love it. I love I it. Not, I will not it. respond to that. I will not respond because you need context for what I said. The initial quote is very bad. I will say that, but that's not what I want to say. Let me explain what I meant. All right. You, you explained it. You explained it and then well, killed me for Iona. And yeah, and then you said that slanderous stuff about Tim Kluse at Iona. I had shoulder surgery in 2016. Hold on, let me tell the story. Okay. Drew Anthrop. Where is this going? It will come back to St. John's. I had my labrum repaired at the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York City. (laughs) Yet another Robbie Hummel injury, by the way. I know. Yeah. yeah. Terrible shoulder injury. I was blocking out and my shoulder popped out. And I blocked out? Yeah. I can't jump, so how else would I get these rebounds? <laughs> Good uh, point. Very true. Very true. Stupid thing to say. Let me finish this. Anyways, Drew Anthrop, who was my roommate at Purdue and is now the video guy for the Lakers, at the time was a GA for Chris Mullen on the staff alongside your boy. St. Jean. St. Jean, my Jean boy, Greg St. Jean. Yes, St. Jean was an assistant. Yes. And they lived in a rectory. The rectory was like this former priest house that they'd given to the men's basketball team to let the guys that weren't making a lot of money live. Um, I'm going to butcher his last name. Luca Virgilio, who's at Nebraska as Dobo. He was there. So I'm thinking I've had two ACLs. I've had a meniscus repair. I don't need my mom and dad to come out and like take care of me. I'll just. You're a big boy now. I am. I'm a pro. I'll pay one of the St. John's managers. His name's Nick Lapinto, who now actually works at my agency at yeah. Wasserman of the Monte Group. 
He's a he's a broadcasting agent. I'll pay one of the one of the managers a hundred dollars to drive me across the bridge and take me on pain meds to St. John, and I'll just chill there for two or three days, and I'll fly home. Well, the shoulder was a billion times worse than any surgery. I, I mean, like. Really? I was begging for more pain meds because of how bad. I mean, I had six anchors put in my shoulder. My shoulder was mangled. So I stayed for a week and stayed in this haunted priest house where basically Drew, we were watching like game film for the next season on this big projector screen. And I was like super out of it on, you know, hydrocoding because I needed it. Um, yeah, so I've been to St. I've seen the way that things are. I know it is not good. I know it's not it good. It is not good, but I'm, I'm not sure Rick Pitino, as long as he's got NIL up um, and true. he gets good enough talent in, they'll they'll be in the tournament. Maybe, I think year one, I would think. Now, they missed out. Who, who's of, he got in the portal so far? Well, one of the guys he didn't get was was their best player from my owner, Walter Clayton Jr. He went to Florida, and, and that was huge. Tough start. Right. And no, no, it is. It is. I mean, he's got the kid Dennis Jenkins coming in um from from Iona. So he did he did get So wait, they've got one player from a team on Iona that lost in the first round of the tournament, and you here you are. No, no, no. He got Quinn Slazinski too from is. from Iona and kid Cruz Davis, who didn't play a whole he was a freshman. So wait, they've got three players from Iona, and you're you're hyping this like it's gonna be a lock NC tournament. Uh, they got a kid from VMI too. Jesus, do you hear what you're saying? They got the kid from UConn, Aline, who was a Virginia Tech. He won a national okay. title. He He's got a ring. Down. But they got work to do. They he got played, work to do. He played four minutes in the national championship game. I, I, I'm not saying they don't have work to do. They do. You make so, it sound like this is a lock. I mean, we'll see. We need to cl- clip that. Clip that. What Jeff just said. I put him preseason top twenty-five. With no players, doesn't matter. As long as Slick Rick's coaching, they're good. They're gonna I think be. I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting on this bandwagon of the people that that hate tweet you about what you're gonna you're gonna. If you do that, I don't need the clip. I just need the quote. I got the quote. It's sitting. Do not tweet the quote. The quote do is not. sitting here. And you gotta be nice to me this offseason. I'll quit the pod. I'll quit the pod. This, this is how this it is will, how I'm gonna it make will sure be you the, do the Goodman pod. and someone else podcast next year if that gets tweeted. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Tyler Hansborough's in. That's fine. Tyler can take it. He I hope he gets a raise because I'm not making shit. He wasn't he wasn't whining coming out of a, of a New York hospital for shoulder surgery. Dude, I, I remember riding across the bridge just being like, this doesn't hurt at all. And literally <laughs> fast forward eight hours, and I'm like, holy shit. So what is- what do you got now that you can't golf? The weather's not cooperating in Chicago or Boston for the next week and a half, I don't think. Go ahead. After you, you what, what do you got going on? Nothing. I'm, uh, I'm, well, I was out in LA. I had a USA basketball camp. I'm assistant coach Hummel. So, you know, I got that. People really call you coach. Only to don't upset me because I hate being called that. Who who are you coaching? Well, the one the national team is Jimmer and Canyonberry and Free Maddox and There's no way those guys listen to you. Canyon does not listen to you. Canyon listens to me. No chance. We're gonna get can actually that's gonna be a, a, a summer pod. We're gonna oh, get great. Canyon and Jimmer on. Canyon can tell us about how much he loves pickleball. It'll be great. I play. I I went out there yesterday, first time. 
You probably suck. I would kill you in pickleball. So I'm working on my serve because I have a slice serve. I started with a slice serve, and the guy told me, like, you got to go topspin. I mean, why don't you mix it up and keep it more balance? I'm going to. That's what I'm going to do. He said you really need three three serves, three different counts. This is this sun is in the worst place possible. I know you're whining. We're gonna have to wrap this because you're whining, you're complaining, you're telling me you're you're when when do you you expect our contract negotiations to commence? I really want to know. Listen, first of all, this is no time for you to start making demands right now. Look at you. What do you mean? Look at you. I volunteered to come on this podcast and start like Three months earlier than we ever have. That's initiative. That is initiative. But man, next time we are not going to do this thing at six thirty at night. Well, this is like the worst time of the year because the sun just comes in these windows and then does it set? Do you not have blinds or anything? No, I have. Curtains? I have some curtains, but the windows are pretty high, so, so you can't reach curtains. with your nineteen and a half vertical. You cannot. You cannot cool. jump and. It's like Hold 20 feet high. So I 20 could... feet. Okay. I swear to God it is. I'll send you a picture after this. It's like 20 feet of windows. All right. Now, on that note, um, we're, we're going to have to get Rob one of those things where you go fund me for some blinds. The, ex- the, the, the extenders that can reach up and pull the blinds down. Have you heard of those? Well, well that'll be in the contract negotiations. They'll All right. Goodman humble pod. Uh, we are out. And uh, again, Um, I still want to see him prove it to me. Rob Hummel on Rick Petito. There you have it. Have a good one. We'll see you next uh, week or two.